Hey, hey! We're excited to be hosting the X29 New Zealand 2023 conference here in Tauranga Moana. Our conference theme is One Another, Relationships, Ministry and Mission, where we will explore the impact of our relationships with God and fellow believers in the local church on ministry, missions and church planting. The conference will be held on November 3rd and 4th, 56 Second Avenue here in Tauranga. Tickets are available over at Eventbrite. Hope to see you there. Five sixteen, in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven kia ora and happy tuesday welcome to another episode of fill me in a redeemer church podcast formerly the 99th most popular podcast among kiwis on spotify a big shalom to the children of the free woman uh if you're joining us for the first time maybe just to just help you in and not get you left behind fill me in as a podcast where we talk with people who uh uh, belong to Jesus Christ who are in his family and they didn't grow up in a home where they were I guess taught to do that they weren't raised to be Christian but they uh, somehow stumbled uh, into the fold along the way or maybe to more accurately say it, Jesus Christ has found them along the way so we just love hearing those stories we love hearing people uh, talk about how that happened it's an encouragement to me often to try and spark up some more conversations um, and it's yeah hopefully encouragement to you as well this is episode 18 I've got my Good friend, uh, very good friend, been mates for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh McClay with us today. Kia ora, Josh. Hello, hello, hello. Bro, this has been it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Josh has just been down in Invercargill for how long? Five months now. Yeah, and that's pretty much about when I started the podcast, maybe a little bit yeah. after you left, and the whole time I've been like super impatient for you to get back so we could do this so yeah. so just, glad we're here as soon as he started it I was like I need a ditch before he tries to get me on here yeah exactly <laughs> I just invited him over to hang out today and then psych the kids aren't even here got him podcast. <laughs> uh, so good to have you man could you introduce yourself yeah okay so I'm Josh I come from a non-Christian home obviously I was born in Belgium which if you don't know where that is that's like in Europe and then we moved to New Zealand when I was like nine years old moved to Auckland and then uh, dad got a job in Rotorua and pretty much moved there and then I've been there for pretty much the rest of my life uh, and yeah like like went to school in quite a few different places like kind of jumped around mm. was in Rotorua a couple of times and then went to Hamilton for a while at a boarding school yep. and then finished off my high school at uh, Bethlehem College over in Tauranga nice. and yeah, first time I really ever th- thought or heard about Christ was at church, St. John's Church. Mum used to take us uh, when we were quite young. Mm. Uh, all of us kids would go, and she liked taking us there because you know, Christian morals were a good thing. She thought that's a good thing for my kids to learn, and that's also why we went to a lot of like Christian or Catholic or whatever uh, schools. Mm. So that's sort of predominantly where you go. Was that the same in Belgium as well? Uh, we were at uh, some sort of Anglican or Christian school. I'm not sure, but I don't ever remember it being that 
mm. prominent probably like sure yeah, yeah i was i was like year three mm. i think or something yeah probably like year three when we moved to new zealand so a lot of before that i don't really remember much of yeah fair enough We'll come back to that in a second, but just just setting the stage here. But what do you do for what do you do for work? Oh right, yeah, I'm a builder. I've been building pretty much since I left school. Yeah. Uh, now, so it's that's like six years now. I've been building for. Uh, got qualified like the start of 2020, and then been working for myself since about the start of 2021. Nice. CEO basically. Pretty much. Love it. Big boss man. Love it. <laughs> and how old are you? Uh, 25. And how long have you been a Christian, would you say? I mean, do you know how long it's been? Yeah, that's a tough one because I remember when I first, I guess, was like, oh, maybe God is real. But whether I became a Christian then or a little Mm. bit later, but either way, that was around, I think it was 2013, which is like year year 10 for me. Uh, Yeah. But no, I remember that very well. That was my first time ever going to Lakes Ranch. Yeah. It was like the Easter camp. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tell us about your Christian life currently. I mean, what does it mean for you to be a Christian? It's 2023. Yeah. Um, what is Christianity? What does it mean when you say that you are one of them? Mm. You're one of the, the Christian people. Uh, tell us about that. Good question. Well, basically, I guess, and it, it's like like you said, I've just been down in Invercargill. I've kind of been away from my home church and everything that's been comfortable and that I've been used to. Sure. And so for the like the last five months... It's really, uh, I guess, it being my f- faith has been emphasized. And so I, think, I guess the way I'd, I'd put it is that it's basically my whole life. Like mm. everything that I am is based off of the idea that God is real. Mm. Or like, yeah, and based off that being, you know, not just like my idea, but that it's the actual truth. Mm. And then it affects the way I interact with people and talk with people and and that kind of thing so i, I would say it is, and even especially coming from like my whole none of my family's christian mm. so it even affects the way i i talk to them and deal with them and, mm. and that kind of thing but yeah. uh to put it simply yeah it's it's basically my whole life <laughs> yeah awesome if someone were to ask you like who maybe didn't know anything about it and were to say explain to me the gospel so yeah. I can get it. What well, what kind of things would you be asking? Or yeah, what kind of things me? would you be honing right. on to say? These are the things you got to know. Right. Um, basically, uh, all of us as a human race uh, are all very similar in the fact that none of us are perfect, mm. and and by that I mean that all of us have sinned, or like God has a perfect standard that He has set, and we are all less than that. Mm. And they often will talk about, oh, yeah, well, I'm better than that person or this person, but that's looked at, like you're looking at it in the wrong way when we should be looking at, there's a, we're in two camps, either you're perfect or you're not. And, mm. you know, I know very well for myself, I'm, I'm very far from perfect. You know, mm. I've, I've I, there's plenty of times like that I know of that I've sinned, let alone all the ones I don't know about. Mm. And so the problem there is that a perfect God can't mix with imperfect people mm. uh it would be you know it wouldn't be uh right so there needs to be something that uh i guess rectifies that and then yeah. we need to figure out a way where either we need to be perfect or we can cleanse our sinfulness and yeah. that's where jesus christ comes in and he takes 
our position on the cross mm. uh, takes our sins and gives us his perfect life that he lived mm. so that when God looks at us he can see oh you know I no longer see all these sins but I see you know my perfect son love it uh, which I mean yeah is a funny thing because that makes a lot of sense in your head but mm. it's a whole different ball game as well I've, I've found when uh, I'm just living life because even though it's true that all my sin has been taken away and mm. you know my, my debt has been paid yeah. in everyday life we still are sinning and, and that kind of thing so it isn't just like a, oh this will be this is a good thought to remember for when I die you know I'll go to heaven because of that even in, in my life now I'm still falling short and I, mm. I know that I'm forgiven um, and you know it I guess it just frees you to remember that uh, even though I I feel the weight of all this stuff and mm. I feel guilty that uh, I can still you know carry on with life and and you know, someone's done something much bigger than than yeah. that. Love it, man. And what what does someone need to do to be in on that? You know, it's, it's not going to be applied to everyone the same. Um, you know, Scripture says there is a judgment coming and there right. will be yep. people that that. Um, aren't redeemed by this. Yes. So, yep. so what is someone who's going, oh, I want to be in on that. I want to get that. What do they have to do? Uh, it's it's so easy, like so simple. Literally do what I've done and many others is give up your life and pursue God. And, you know, and there's, I always think like that you're in two different camps. One is, you know, trying to serve yourself and do whatever you think is the best. And from my mm. point of view and what my experience, and I'd say many others, is like you never leave satisfied you always feel you know, mm. sad or whatever or depressed or uh, these things that we think will uh, will enjoy or give us a lot of uh, satisfaction don't actually do that or do this thing where you pursue God and you go whatever you have designed me for whatever you want mm. to be done I'll do that mm. and then now that I'm whatever 10 years into Christianity I can see how between the two how when I'm doing a really good job of pursuing God how much more I enjoy life mm. versus when I don't so I, I would say all you have to do is go to God and say I want to live for you I, I you know I admit that I'm a sinful person mm. and that I need a savior and I, I know that Jesus Christ is that mm. and uh, yeah let let God take care, take care of the rest awesome man awesome so you were mentioning um I guess some level of understanding you had as you were young, you, you've been in and out of uh, Christian Catholic schools, yeah. things like that. So prior to, I guess, these moments, or, you know, this season of life where you've got more clarity about some of this stuff, do you remember what you thought about God and religion and Jesus sort of in those earlier, yeah, yeah. Those earlier times? Talk to us uh, about that. I hated him, lol. <laughs> I was... Uh... Yeah, not a fan at all. I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. I'm not sure how much I thought it was, like, would think, oh, he's definitely real, but I'll ignore him. Or if I went, oh, he's not real, and then ignored him that way. Yeah. I, I'm not too sure, but I definitely know that the idea of a God existing was one, of the, one that I wanted no part in. Mm -hmm. uh, my uh, eldest cousin wasn't... Uh, a believer in God at all like it was the opposite mm. and I thought she was really cool <laughs> so I decided you know if I want to be cool like her I need to also do that I think that had a heavy influence yeah. on it but uh, I think everything was just like the the Bible stories were like oh they're just stories or whatever uh, 
I remember not enjoying going to church. And then once I got to an age where mum let us decide, I always picked to stay home. Right. Um, and then, yeah, like we were taught uh, all the, the Big Bang and all that sort of stuff sure. at, at school, which honestly never sat well, but I just thought, oh, well, this is what most people think. So mm-hmm. it's, it's probably true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, before ever like really having much to do with God, just in church and stuff like that, I just always thought, uh, it's something I, would, I don't want to be part of and yeah. it doesn't make, you know, it doesn't, is isn't something that I like or doesn't fit in with my life and, right. and that kind of thing. When you were at, uh, the boarding school over there yeah. in Hamilton, you'd have chapel and stuff. How yeah. did you find that? Uh, I would say almost everybody in that would it's like the classic where you're forced to go something mm. that you don't want to do and so yeah, yeah uh, it was it's just like it's it's kind of like anything that you don't want to do at school it kind of fit in with that category that yeah uh, we just have to do it it's just part of suck being here yeah suck it up <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh i remember singing songs and trying to find ways to make it funnier with the guys and stuff right. like that but it wasn't obviously anything i ever looked forward to but it also wasn't like the end of the world. It's, it's just yeah. probably like the same as like assembly or yeah. Yeah. that kind okay. of thing. Okay, cool. And then so, so your mum's yeah likes the morals of these things, putting yeah. you in these schools and stuff like this. And so this this is how you ended up. Uh, you mentioned going to Lakes Ranch. Uh, right? Yeah, kind of like okay. we. So every holidays, mum and dad would be working, sure. so they couldn't look after us. I guess during the holidays, so they would often. Uh, I, yeah, every time they would send us to a school holiday program. Sure. Uh, every other time, it was one where you'd drop them off at whatever, nine o'clock and pick them up at three. And we went through a bunch of different kinds. Yeah. Uh, some of them were like sporty ones. Some of them were, you know, other ones. And then this time uh, in 2013, uh, the Easter one, mom and dad were like, oh, there's this one called Lakes Ranch where you drop the kids off on Sunday or whatever. You don't have to pick them up till Friday. Yeah, like that's that's perfect. Then we can keep working. We don't have to pick them up. They they're sorted, and uh, that's how I first, I guess, went to Lakes Ranch. But I was at boarding school at the time, and I remember going like, the whole like I'm literally away from home the whole term, sure. pretty much. You know, during the week, yeah. and then I come home for a holiday where I can just like watch stuff on my computer or game or or do yeah. do that kind of thing. And now I have to go to this camp where I can't do any of that. And then I found out that it was also a Christian one, like one where, because mum was like, oh, do you want to take a Bible? Because they'll probably use it. And I was like, kicked up a massive fuss. I, like, I don't <laughs> I don't want any part of that. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. Why would I take a Bible? That's, that's dumb. I don't even want to go anymore. And then uh, I realized that, you know, there was no way that I was going to get my own way. Okay. So I just sort of sucked it up and was like, well, there's no winning this. Yeah. Kicked up a fuss, but yeah. But I remember that some mates from like uh intermediate school used to go there like i remember i remember the name lakes ranch from a few of them that would sure. go to it and i was like oh at least i'll be able to go see them yeah and then yeah showed up and i'm pretty sure that none of them were there <laughs> <laughs> that's like the one oh the one thing that just redeems it yeah bit. yeah yeah i was like oh well like it, it could be worse at least i'll be able to see some mates and yeah. i rock up and it's just a bunch of strangers <laughs> like, it's like, uh, sick. this might be okay but at the moment yeah I exactly yeah <laughs> right far out it, it's crazy like i think maybe for some people listening to this like um I don't know, I've talked to a lot of people, particularly in Rotorua, where I'm from as well. Yeah. And um, 
Lakes Ranch used to be called Kiwi Ranch, and there's so mm. many people that were going, oh, yeah, Kiwi yeah, Ranch. Yeah, 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 Dad, Dad went to Kiwi Ranch back yeah, in the day. it's so funny, yeah. So it's, it's just in a lot of people's backgrounds. Like, yeah, 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 yeah So, yeah, that's cool, man. Okay, so so you rock up to camp, mm-hmm. and how did it go? Uh, well, the first, so I must have got there, like, Saturday afternoon or something like that. Yeah. And I was put in what we call pit crew. So there's like the leaders, and then there's the campers. And if you're too old to be a camper, but not like mature enough or whatever to be a leader, you'd be put in this thing called pit crew, mm-hmm. which basically you're a helper for camp. Like you'd do a lot of the stuff behind the scenes, uh, but you would get there before all the campers yeah. and then hang out. Uh, until the campers showed up, I guess, and get and get told like this would be like your jobs for the week and stuff like that. So I was put in pit crew, um, and you know, but I, I think I met, maybe knew like loosely knew a couple people. Like I remember Oliver Bell was there, right. and so I knew him beforehand. But other than that, I didn't really know anyone. Uh, it was real awkward. I didn't want to be there, kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, we yeah just got on with it, and then. Uh, we we might have had like uh would we have done a like a one of those talks things potentially that night i don't know like Possibly, where yeah. uh, like phil was the uh the picker leader yes, if was. you wanted back then and i don't know if that it was then but anyway at some point like i just kind of watched everybody and i was used to my uh my boarding house where everybody like puts each other down you're trying to find the way to be the funniest guy uh kind of yeah like pushing people down that is kind of how you become the man like uh and then i went from that to this place where people were literally choosing like unlike me who was forced to go everyone else was choosing to go to this camp because they loved uh you know helping out they love serving they love spending time with their friends and i kind of it was like a black and white difference of going like the way I can only ever describe it still to now is like I sense like a love that these people had right. that I'd never seen especially compared to the boarding school like mm. a love they had for each other and for these kids and like whereas the boarding school was like the opposite of that kind sure. of thing and I just remember going you know I had heaps of questions for Phil and all the like the whole time I was either like oh yeah that makes sense or well that, to be fair that answer actually makes more sense than what the world's giving me Sure. Uh, you know things like uh, how do you think the world was created and you'd be like oh I think it was designed versus the world telling me oh there was a big bang theory that came from nothing and, sure. I, and I always like I've always been a curious person mm-hmm. who's uh, um, wanted like to understand things like how things work or the truth behind stuff mm-hmm. so it was I think really helpful when I had questions that they could be answered yeah. and they were answered in a way that I was like oh it's pretty logical yeah. uh, it, it can't like I can at least give it the benefit of the doubt yeah. more than the world kind of gives mm. me the answer. And uh, by like, I was probably like midweek, like Wednesday or something like that. I remember going, I don't know what it is these guys have, but whatever it is, I want to be part of it. Like, yeah. And I think that's where it's, it's tricky for me to know when I became a Christian because you could argue that that was the start of it or that was it. But I think at that point I had no idea what that meant. I just remember going, you know, if if what they have is God, I want God. And then if God's real, everything changes. Like, sure. like it was, it, it was very much a life that was based off of truth. Mm. And yeah, if God is true, then all these things that I was doing or thought that were the opposite of that. Now I have to get rid of. And so it was a very like 
twist mm. like a yeah like a like a like a switch almost and i after the camp like i really enjoyed it i loved it uh which is funny because i was so not keen beforehand mm. uh i went back to school to the boarding school and so many of them were like i don't know what happened at this camp bro but like you've been brainwashed like they brainwashed you you've gone crazy you know like because i i mean i wasn't perfect but there were so many things i was like no i don't do that anymore i don't want to be part of that like you know Mm. and it just made sense to me whereas i can understand why it didn't make sense to them because i was the same as them you know i was i was the exact same i did not understand why people would ever you know decide oh i could do this thing that everyone else says is really fun yeah or i could go back to uh go back to this camp on the holidays and look after kids or go to youth group on a friday and that kind right. of thing um at, at this camp do you remember i mean you you've mentioned just earlier when i was asking about what it means to be a christian you were talking yeah. about some gospel things in there i.e you know god's perfect we aren't yes yeah. christ has come to mediate between us he's come to die for sins take us yeah. upon himself, yeah. give us his perfect life do you remember hearing about that stuff and, and what you made of that like this claim that you are uh, not perfect and that yeah, you sinned against this God and... I do I kind of remember but I also like I think even before any of that was made apparent to me I knew very well that I was not perfect mm. I was very aware of my sin but I just probably wouldn't have called it sin or whatever I would. Mm. I was aware that you know I, that I did stuff sometimes that yeah. wasn't right it wasn't good you know uh, but uh I don't know yeah I don't know if I remember much of uh, like the idea of you're not perfect therefore Mm. go to Christ but I just it was more the draw was more like I guess how everyone acted sure and then the fact that I think God is real Mm. and so you know what does that mean and trying to figure that out and I like from they had this thing at school that which they called Tihoi and uh for the so the whole second half of the year i was away at a place called tio it's kind of like on the way to topol okay. uh where we pretty much stayed at that place the whole time and so i went to the easter camp and i wasn't able to go again until the summer camp sure so it was good whatever that was like nine months or something but yeah. i didn't I didn't have any uh interaction with you guys again uh and that whole time i was reading my bible mm. i was underlining stuff highlighting stuff but honestly, like, I had no idea what I was really reading. Huh. Like, I, I know now how much I just did not understand. But yeah. there was definitely something in me that mm. was like, whatever this is, I want to learn more about it. And, yeah. you know, this truth here, mm. let me keep reading. And, and uh, yeah, I, like, I remember wearing a cross and stuff like that, like, yeah. like uh, a cross necklace. But um, I think at that point, I probably didn't really, like, mm. fully understand the gospel. But there was a draw towards it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's beauty in that too. Eh? Like I think there are a lot of people, like yourself, and and what you're saying there, where you you won't be able to specify necessarily like this. Yeah, exactly. It, um, there was a process, and you know, and I believe it now. Yeah, and, I don't. Um, yeah. yeah, like there's I think there's beauty to in the mess along the way. We as you say, you look back and you go far out. Uh, I don't know what I was on about. You know, Hard I, up, I was yeah. talking to a friend of mine, Aiden, last week on the podcast, and he was talking about like the first time he you know he was in christianity and he's reading through the bible for himself and yeah. literally he's reading through leviticus and is like formulating ways to get all these animals 
Yeah. So we can make sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you kind of keep reading, like, oh, okay, no, you don't need to. But some, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, okay. Bay. But like, I think at the same time, there is real beauty just honing in on that, like, this like misinformed yeah. zeal. Uh-huh. Where you just, you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hard like, I know I'm in, I know this is the direction I want to go. I don't know exactly how it looks. Yeah. I need a lot of help. Yeah. Hard but like, I'm just, I'm just king. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's just awesome. Like, um, I love it. Uh, the scripture talks about you not despising the days of, of small things or no, nah, not at all. And yeah, like it, there's definitely truth in the day. Hard out. Um, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. So, so let's talk about life um, since then. So it's been yeah, like 2023 20, this year. So that's, ten, that's almost ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about key people along the way. Um, that's uh, obviously a tricky thing for you um, being in that you know you mentioned a nine month period of time there where there's yeah. not a lot of support and that's not ideal that's not God's norm for us that's not how we want no, it to be no. and uh, in his grace he does bring people along our um, along our path so can you talk about some key people for you that have been an encouragement to you mm. uh, blessing and I guess just sort of what about them and the way they did things yeah, was yeah. a blessing to you uh, yeah I guess the, like like you said those first nine months I would say there wasn't really any key people. Like yeah. I sort of had a bunch of questions at camp. You'd answered a lot of them. I'd realized that, oh, God is actually real. Everything needs to change. And then probably the following nine months were me like trying to figure out what that meant, but not really being able to do it. But then I went back to camp in January, the, the next summer. Mm. And uh, you were there again. A whole bunch of others were there again. And then I think it was you who said, oh, we do youth group. You should come. Uh, come along and so in the new year which would have been 2014 probably I uh, went to uh, Focus Youth Group at Fenham Park in Rotorua and uh, I would have been year 11 then and uh, yeah funny enough Philip becomes my small group leader Um, and so I would say that from then onwards that I start really understanding it and learning it and have like weekly uh, connections if you want uh, and I had a bunch of mates that I made from camp that were there mm. but the key people would be people like you uh, Dan Peden he was the, mm. the leader of you know the whole youth group him and Katie and then probably even people like Alistair Redstall yeah. was quite a big one back then as well um, just like with those three particularly like three super solid christian guys mm. who you know i was a very curious person so i often had questions and and they would always be answered mm. or if if there was times where they didn't have the answer they'd go oh you know i'll think about it or come to this person they know the answer mm. and that kind of thing so it was you know i think it would have been very different if i came to you guys and then you guys were like oh yeah i never thought about that yeah and be like, oh well why do you guys base all your faith but so the fact that you guys really like yeah. had reasons for what you believed had done sort of like maybe a similar thing where you're like oh and you learned it all yourself you know but you're just a few more years ahead of where yeah. i was uh but yeah definitely you know you alistair dan peden and and still to this day i reckon mm. like it seems that you know we've i've stayed pretty close with all three of you since then mm. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing, eh? Um, a lot of people have a lot of questions. And yeah, I, I think the beauty of Christianity is uh, the coherence of of the worldview and, and just, like, the intellectual integrity of it. I, I just still marvel at it. You mm, know, as, as the, the bigger I deep into it, I'm just like, yeah, this is really profound. And it just addresses so many questions. And yeah. it's consistent right the way through. It, it speaks 
um, yeah, I guess somewhat negatively of, of humankind, but I yeah. never find that it's going over the top. I always well, feel like it's very confirmed in, in, in what I see. I feel like th- that's also true that it's like, it speaks negatively of us, but then I felt that as well. I was like, I, yeah. I'm not perfect. You know, it, was, it always it always made sense. Like maybe it yeah. wasn't, wasn't always like a nice thing. Like everyone always likes to be like, oh, you're a really good mm. person. Like, you know, you're doing really well. But then when inherently I knew like, oh, actually, I'm not that good of a person, yeah. you know, but, and someone's also saying that and it's it's just lining yeah. up with what I felt. I was like, oh, you know, this actually does make a lot of sense. Totally. And it's it's like, you know, Paul said to Timothy talking about, um, in, in chapter two of Second Timothy, he's talking about finding these people that like hold on to like sound words or yeah, faithful yeah. words. And, and and that's what you need to have. Like, people have actually thought it through. Like you can't underestimate the blessing that someone can be just just to be. pop them alongside someone yeah, just and they just go, okay, here's my questions. Yeah. And yeah, like, um, it, it takes time. Like, yeah, you, sure. you've got to develop a lifestyle where you're hopefully being thoughtful and being mm-hmm. reflective and, and sure there's always other more fun things you can be doing at that time. But yeah, just in God's providence when these sort of yeah. things happen, it's it's just amazing. Yeah? And, and I found that's been the same for me yeah. a few years earlier than you, you know, just certain people and yeah, like conversations that, I've honestly got more out of than reading like a whole mm. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, because like, the person's there, I'm like, I want to know this. I want to know. And this, they've done a similar this. thing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I think another thing though, with with that whole like uh, transition from you know not wanting anything to do with God to yeah. like going like, oh, maybe this is real or this is definitely true, and I definitely want to be part of this was like. Before that, I thought Christians were just a bunch of guys who follow rules, buzz kills, you know. Mm. And then I was probably having, I would say, more just like genuine fun mm. surrounded with these people who I thought were buzz kills. Right. And so there was like just this uh, idea or whatever I had that just wasn't true the whole time. So I was, I stayed away from it because I was like, I don't want to be mm. a buzz kill. And then when I jumped in there, I realized, oh, actually, this is nothing. Like you can still have so much fun. Yeah as a, a christian person and and now i know mm. that it's more like genuine yeah. joy and more genuine fun than i ever had before that you know yeah uh, this is cool just reflecting on this because yeah i mean obviously i i do remember a whole bunch of this because i was uh, i think i was well and truly converted and yeah. really keen on christianity by the time i met you like yeah. i'd been converted a couple years earlier than that and yeah i just remember you coming along to this camp and just being super yeah, asking you know interested questions yeah, you, yeah. you wanted to know and then yeah same thing you're showing up at youth group and I remember you know saying to other people sort of that I was working with at the time man this guy's keen it's just <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm super stoked to have seen you continue in that and and not only that but just that particular thing you've highlighted like I've seen you be that for other people hmm. down the track as well you know like guys that are that next bit younger again and yeah. you taking the time to go I'm going to sit with these guys and you know my Friday night I'm going to be here and they're wrestling with this stuff mm. I'm going to be here I'm going to be I'll talk I'll be vulnerable if I yeah. don't know I don't know but there's a lot I do know on this and it's awesome dude like it's, <laughs> it's been super encouraging to see you see the value of it and then do it yourself yeah as well, I, I think that's a big part of it is that I could I really understood how much of a of a benefit it was to me yeah and then also i just enjoy it hanging out with yeah, those guys right. you know it wasn't even like oh, i should really do this because i got to pay my due diligence yeah. or whatever. it was just like you know you can actually have so much fun with people like that totally. and it's, it's it's a blessing that people like you and 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 dan and alistair were a blessing to me and even the idea of me being able to do that to others yes yeah. 
it still trips me out to be honest because i'm like i look at myself i'm like i really don't know if anyone should be looking up to me but (laughs) oh i don't know about that man but like i agree with you it it is enjoyable like and and like that's what eternity is going to be in some sense like us just so so marveling at how amazing all this is and it's like yeah it's it's fitting that's an enjoyable thing to talk about like i i read a lot I, i ask a lot of questions i try to you know extend myself a lot in terms of understanding it but it's like I actually enjoy it because I'm like God's amazing. Like, yeah. it's, it is actually just so profoundly true, and and uh, for the same reasons that I enjoy looking at scenery. You know, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, like this is a chore. I'm like, I love this. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, uh, that's that's cool, man. Hey, let's talk about um, blessings and I guess regrets or things you do over along the way. So I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. as, as they say. I do um, say that. Looking, yeah, many, many wise men have said this. They do. Many of the sages have passed <laughs> it down to us. You look back and in God's providence, there will, there will have been some things that mm. you've been like, yo, that was sick. I'm real glad that I figured that out early. Or I'm really yeah. glad I, that was a pattern that was sort of established early. And there'll be other things that you're like, ah, that was dumb. Yeah. Uh, it sucks that it took me so long <laughs> to learn this. Um, so, so let's do the, the, the blessings one first. Are there things in particular that you look back on and go, yeah, that's me? Honestly, that's a tough one because I think uh, the way my brain naturally works is I find it a lot easier to notice the negative things sure. than a positive. So <laughs> yeah, like with those two, as soon as you said them, I you know heaps of things pop out at me of the things that I regret. Yeah, and it's a lot harder for me to think of the blessings. Sure, I think probably most of the the blessings would be things that I didn't even really choose, mm. uh, and then even a lot of them would be things I've learned in the last year or year and a half but I just wish I'd learnt near the start which I mean there's things like like just you know I went through a through a quite a big period uh where I was like super zealous like really loved God and then I was like trying to figure out who am I just doing this for other people is this really me and then I've decided oh the easiest way to fix that is to switch and just only do whatever you want to do because then you never risk you know the idea of doing what somebody else is right. wanting to do. Never thing, yeah and yeah. i and i 100% took it too far sure. but that was my my idea my coping mechanism and so that's like 100% a regret i have yeah. and but then like i remember people telling me things during that period that i just ignored or just didn't understand properly then that i now do and i just wish i'd learned it then but yeah. it's like a thing that no matter what like i I would never had the capacity to really learn it then, I guess, sure. or to understand it. But if if it was possible, like now, I would 100% say yeah. like all those things that I was taught. Like if if only I was to listen yeah. then, you know, the next seven years of my life would have gone much better than than it, than it kind of did, I guess. But totally. uh, yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of the the blessings I would say is just the people I've had in my life. Mm. Like I, for the most part, really enjoyed surrounding myself with people that are just solid Christians who like genuinely loved me and I think it is plenty of times that I didn't even truly understand that which I definitely do now you know uh, just like it's, yeah. it sounds stupid to say it, but it's so true that I just yeah. like did not think I was as loved as I now understand I really am you know yeah. and stuff like that um, but yeah I like the biggest regret is for sure just trying to lean on my own understanding yeah. my own thoughts and going like oh well it's safer like I'd rather do something wrong and it'd be my idea then do something wrong would be someone else's idea but the amount of times that I would have done something wrong and it'd be someone else's idea would be so small like that was <laughs> such a dumb thing yeah but, but and there's like heaps of stuff of that where I was just like I decided that's true I'll just start you know leaning on that uh, idea 
and then because I'm naturally super stubborn, yeah. I stuck to it. So like, yeah. if I could have killed that stubbornness early, killed yeah. that pride earlier, killed that like self, uh, I yeah. don't know, like uh, thinking you're always right or whatever. Yeah, it would have been I think a lot smoother sailing. But I am definitely super grateful. And like, if I was to recommend to anyone else, hundred percent surround yourself with people that love you, like genuinely love you, and uh don't keep to yourself and your own thoughts yeah, because totally. you know you're flawed naturally and people notice that and then you got to listen to them you know yeah yeah whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire for sure proverbs says and yeah that's true i think that's just it's a thing to master as quick as you can eh? like there will be if you're living the christian life right and if you've got community around you that are that are courageous enough to do it that they will uh, try to help you grow by for pointing sure. things out but, but you gotta be like I think you gotta be open to it as yeah, well yeah that's right which I, I think during that period I definitely wasn't I yeah. was like surrounding myself but I w- also wasn't like if anyone brought something up I would shrug it off or not listen yeah. properly you know or, or tell them what I think they want to hear yeah and like you gotta be open to it if you want to grow yeah like and be more Christ-like yeah. you gotta be open to hearing other people out and, and genuinely taking it on board because yeah like from my experience like you're so flawed. Yeah. And and by continuing on that path where like you only do whatever you see, you forget about all the stuff that you're blind to. Yeah, yeah. There's a proverb that says I forget how he words it, but he says something like the fool is wiser in his own eyes yeah, than like yeah. ten wise men that can speak rationally or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's yeah, like it's true. Sometimes you just think you know better and that's oh, it. Yeah. And I I really like the way you kind of boiled it down to like as an example, that principle of like it's better to do something, um, authentically yeah than inauthentically yeah and not knowing whether you were doing it for the right reasons that's or right. whatever and I think like that's often where like not not that one specifically but I think oftentimes when you're sort of just learning the ropes you can kind of try to boil everything down to these really simple principles and just <laughs> yeah. kind of act on that and it's like it's not like some, that, eh? you do need people alongside you oh, going like, yeah, 100%. sometimes that could apply like so I think the thing you're trying to avoid there like you're just inauthenticity yeah that's right not having your heart in it like that's that's a definite thing you want to avoid for sure. like, let love be without hypocrisy Paul yeah. says but then you don't want to go to the other end it's like well okay stuff it there I'm just yeah. never going to do the right thing I think, unless I feel like honestly, it. <laughs> and I reckon, honestly I reckon that was exactly where I was at and, yeah. and, and what I've learned now is that like life is full of these like balances of yes. like you can go to one extreme and the other extreme and more or less it's always in the middle totally. and we because we're you know we're sinful we, we kind of swing but yeah. as close as you can stay to that middle is the best the best thing you can do but i just went like you know i don't want to be on that side so the best yeah. way to be not on that side is go as far away as yeah, possible totally. and it's just so not right like it's so not the way to do it yeah crazy man do you have anything else in terms of blessings or regrets you want to hone into or should we move on to the, uh, the not that i can think of I that's think. cool man um so let's talk about scripture uh, the lord wants us in his word mm-hmm. um, he, he's breathed out his word uh by his holy spirit men spoke from god as they were carried along by the spirit he wants us to be in it yep um, so how how I mean how's that been I mean you jumping into this religion where the expectation is um, this thing's going to be yeah really yeah yeah, by yeah. You. Um, yeah just I guess can you reflect on that for us over the course of your Christian life and even now like how's that yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, honestly it's been all over the place I've gone through uh, stages where I just read it every single day, loved yeah. it, you know, highlight stuff, you know, was all about it, wanting to learn more. And I've gone through like bits of drought where I don't touch it for months and months and months. I've gone through bits where I'll read it for a couple of days and I'll forget it for a couple of days. Mm. Um, I, I think similarly to what I was saying before, I would, 
I went through the stage of like only wanting to read it when I genuinely wanted to read it and then decided that that's better than like turning it into a routine and having yeah. the wrong heart when I'm reading it. Right. So I, again, I took the two extremes and picked the one yeah. I thought was better. And I, you know, I, this, because of that would just, there'd be months and months and months where I just wouldn't read it because I'm like, oh, my heart doesn't re actually really want yeah. it. I'm just waiting for my heart to want it. And uh, over the last sort of year or year and a half, I sort of realized that if it is a good thing to read your Bible, which it is, yeah. and to learn more about God, yeah. and uh, what my you know sinful body naturally wants to do is the opposite of that. Sure. Like, the only way for me to go from that sinful uh, desires to the one that is more like God is by reading the Scripture, you know? Totally. And so I, I, I think I went going like, oh, this genuineness is more important than what would actually be yeah. the right thing and now i've sort of realized that it is still days when i like my heart doesn't feel like it yeah but the times that i read it and keep reading it naturally i still i want to read it more and read it more mm. um but i for sure am like a real slow reader yeah i uh struggle to like keep keep my attention on it and stuff yeah. like that so like probably around about this time last year maybe slightly earlier mm. i decided to read through all of the new testament awesome. i'm in uh, revelation at the moment Get which it. is a bit of fun uh and it's been like most people read the whole bible in a year which goes to show and i've only done almost the new testament you know yeah. so i it's definitely been like one of my weakest points i would say uh of like the the idea of daily reading it or yeah. Or you know, just getting your daily bread. Mm. Uh, I've always been like interested in stuff, and I'll and I'll learn it or look it yeah. up or whatever. But the, the I would say one of the worst parts of my Christian faith, if you will, is for sure the the idea of reading the scripture day to day. Mm. And then also because I I came from a non-Christian home, and we only did like sort of some, like a couple, like not that much of uh, the like Bibles, uh, the Sunday school yeah. sort of stuff. There's heaps of the Old Testament I don't know a thing about. Right. Heaps of it. And I've, I've read bits of it now, which is cool, but it's just mm. like, I would honestly say almost most eight-year-olds would know more about the Old Testament than mm. me. You should totally read through the Old Testament, dude. Yeah. It's it's, it's awesome. And, and like, I, I've been, you know, I read a, a bunch of the stories for sure when I was a kid, but at the same time, like, just reading it through so and just embracing the story yeah. and just... And, and viewing it like as a holistic story too yeah, um, yeah. I, I still froth it and still getting so much from it like yeah. it's just and it's super profound the times like that I've read things like Genesis and Exodus for yeah. the first time just like there was so much good stuff in there mm. whereas I think for a long time as well I was like oh that's the old stuff this is the New Testament yeah. stuff that's actually important and I stuck sure. to that but like I read Exodus uh, just before doing this New Testament thing right. last year and I loved it eh? like yeah. it was so sick totally yeah, we had to preach through... Well, had to. I got to preach through Genesis. <laughs> first, first stuff I, I preached as one of the pastors at Redeemer was Genesis. And it's so, like, not my comfort zone. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. I'm much more of a give me a Pauline epistle type thing. But it was it was wild, cool, just honing in onto some of these passages. Going, like, yeah. far out. Like, the way that that is actually connected to the entire story. Just so profound. Just yeah. the way Paul's picking up on this stuff in Galatians. It's just... Just amazing. Spurgeon would ask people who were joining uh, as members of the Metropolitan Tabernacle in London back in the eighteen hundreds. He would say, in addition to all the other questions about you know you want to be part of this church, yeah, right. Idea, he would ask them, what would you love to accomplish for the Lord? Mm. Um, and so, what would you love to accomplish for the Lord? Man, all things being equal, got a lot of 
dickheads in front of you? Yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, for me, I, I've, I've never been someone that makes many goals. So okay. it's probably a weird like question for me. Like, I've never done the old, like, oh, New Year, these are my goals for the year, too mm. much and stuff like that. But to boil it, like, to make it simple, because I kind of tend to do this more, like, I would just, if I could live a life that is one that really reflects Christ, and that when people, when I die, they don't go, like, oh, you know, God, like, Josh was a good person, but they said, you know, he he loved God, and he was someone who really, you know, followed him, and, and that was a big part of his life. I think that would be the most mm. important, probably. Um, For sure, I'd love to, you know, be married one day, and be a good father, and, you know, uh, have some kids that, I can train up well in in Christ, like, but um, those things are always unknown and not not certain. And I think within there's cert- certain things I can do within my control. Yeah. And and one of the, like in all parts of my life, just be able to be a blessing to others. Yeah. And just really show them the truth. Uh, and then the other thing is like, uh, mental health has always been a big part of my life growing up. Sure. And like I can I just know how. Uh, I guess alone you can feel at certain times and so if I could reach as many of those people as possible and point them to the truth that God is real and he's the actually the only like he's the only true I guess remedy for it mm. uh, that would that would be pretty cool awesome, I think man. awesome that's great bro let's flick to some rapid fire uh, go in depth if you want Okay. Give me one word if you want, just whatever you want to do. It's up to you. You're on a deserted island and you can only have five books of the Bible with you. Which ones are you taking? Uh, uh, Matthew, Romans, Hebrews, James, Revelation. Will be my five. Great list. Uh, are you one of those life verse people? You have a life verse? Uh, I've had one that I've always loved since the start. Uh, Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 through to 12 uh, which is the old like uh, those who knock the door be answered to you that kind of bit and then uh, at the end it's got like they call it the golden rule or whatever of like do unto others as you would have them do unto you I've always loved it from the start and still to now and and one of the main reasons uh, that I love it is it's kind of like it compares uh, you know if you if you go to your father and you say like I want bread, yeah. will he will he give you a Great rock? Passage. Like he's he's not gonna give you a rock. That's stupid. And if that's like your father who loves you, how much more does God who loves you? Like how much more is he gonna do if you ask for things? And I, I've always thought it's pretty cool comparison of like I I can understand pretty well. You know I, I can feel love pretty well. I can people can do some pretty good things. Mm. But if you were to times that by whatever crazy number and give you you know it just it makes it how unfathomable it is, how mm. good God is, how you know perfect he is. And I've loved the, the comparison, yeah. I guess. Uh, best thing about being a Christian? Uh, the fact that God never changes, even when I'm imperfect, I think is a pretty cool thing. And then also, like, this ongoing, even though it's not constant, but ongoing, like, growth and uh, this feeling of when, you know, the worst thing ever happens, you still have this kind of joy and peace that's like I don't think you could understand it without God yeah book of the Bible you'd like to understand better ooh that's a fun one uh understand better 
maybe maybe like Psalms or Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes I reckon awesome man something the church in New Zealand could do better at I think uh, it's to do with Kiwi culture okay but I but it definitely comes into the church is we're pretty bad at opening up to people sure especially us guys and I think we could benefit a lot if we were better at letting people into our lives and being open into going into other people's lives and just really exploring that more understanding where people are at instead of kind of doing the brave face kind of yeah totally style totally Uh, favorite Christian song Uh, it's funny because I listen I used to listen to heaps of Christian music and I listen to a lot less now but ever since the start and actually this would probably be a big uh, has had a big effect on my sure. life. Uh, the beautiful eulogy, like release me from the oh. snare, has been. I, I, if you like, for everyone who's listening, if you haven't listened to beautiful eulogy, hundred percent you should. So good. I've, they were like, I've been a huge well, fan of them good. since the start. But release me from the snare has always been a banger. I, I would say. Yeah. Totally. Favorite Christian author or thinker? People that you haven't necessarily met, but. You know, Ooh. you've you've been aware of their stuff. Yeah, podcasts, sermons, books. I that kind of thing. I always have loved a bit of Spurge, a bit of Spurgeon. Yeah, uh, his story is pretty amazing. I think the totally. person he was, and then he was also someone who was quite depressed, even though he was one of the best totally. Christians that we've ever had. But I've also always loved uh, C.S. Lewis. Nice. Uh, he's got a book uh, about like it's almost like his journal. Uh, from when his wife died yeah. uh, called A Grief Observed yeah. and it's it's cool because it's very raw and it's you can kind of see like his thought process and I always remember this one chapter where he he finishes it going like if, how could God you know like let people go through this this kind of stuff that hurts so much what, he must be such an evil person uh, and then like the next chapter which must be like the next day or next week or something yeah. he goes oh man I reread what I was talking about and I was just like so off because uh, like how evil would it be for a doctor who's in the middle of surgery to just stop he's got to finish the process and make them better and you know that's what a loving doctor would do kind of thing yeah. and I, yeah I just always like the way that he's thought about stuff he's always been pretty honest yeah. and yeah totally C.S. Lewis some people would say wrongly yeah that he's overrated <laughs> and I don't agree with him on everything I think there's no, some key no, things for where sure. he's off but man he's good yeah like, I so agree man he's good he's insightful and every book of his that I've done I've come away like super encouraged and had a lot of things clarified yeah uh, yeah I reckon he's he's a real asset eh? um, so I need to find myself like a brain like him and Spurgeon eh? I don't know where they get their brains from but <laughs> <laughs> honestly oh, totally it's a different man. level have you read him on miracles no nah, I don't think so oh dude so good oh cool so good. highly recommend it um, it's, it's awesome I've got here a favorite Christian artist. You probably so you've, you've mentioned probably beautiful eulogy. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. Do, you pretty, have a, do you have a particular album of theirs that you reckon's the best? The Instruments of Mercy, maybe. Although, what's their new one called? Is it? Uh, is it Worthy? Yeah, that one's pretty good. But I've probably Instruments of Mercy because it was like from the start, and I've, I've never gotten sick of it. You know. Yeah. But they only have three albums, and all of them are so mean. So. Yeah, totally. Uh, and and yeah, like I their satellite kite one and instruments of mercy were both that when i first became a christian so i kind of listened to those collectively together so they almost merged but instruments of mercy it's a banger tell me about the time this isn't in there but i just 
Just thought it'd be funny to talk about. <laughs> Tell me about the time uh, you met Paul Washer and got his sermon notes. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> to be fair, all right. So he came to a conference that I was at. Was, I think this is the first time I ever went to a conference. Yeah. I don't know much about Paul Washer, but he's a big deal apparently. Everyone's all like stoked. And then uh, I almost didn't go, but uh, Dan and Katie Peden were very kind, and they actually shouted me my tick, my accommodation, and said you should definitely go. Which uh, another blessing. Yeah. Uh, generosity is good. And uh, I loved it. And then he was, he did this massive like. He, had, he said he had like 12 pages or something I can't remember like so many pages of things he wanted to get through and he got through like a one and a half and he said this thing at the end of his sermon and he was like if anybody wants to hear the rest like come and talk to me and I was like alright he uh, he said I'll it and I'll come rest. out and so a bunch of people came over and like oh like really glad you're here thanks for talking and I just went hi like my name's Josh do you mind if I look at the rest of your notes and he just sort of looked at me like oh, he must have forgotten he said that, or either that or I just made it up because I swear I was I thought it was a normal thing, and then he just goes oh, I guess, and so I just sat there going through his notes while everyone else was talking to him. <laughs> but the other thing about that that uh, like when he was doing his his preaching, I remember very vividly I was about to go on a mission trip uh, to Fiji, and he says in one of his uh, sermons he goes. He's talking about like the attributes of God. Yeah. And he goes and he go he says like if you don't know any of the attributes of God or you're not familiar with them, don't you dare go on a youth mission like mission trip. You, you better know them before you go on a mission trip, like, all this kind of thing. Yeah. And like he says it with great conviction, he you does. know. And I just remember going like, "Oh frick. <laughs> I'm about to go. I don't know anything." And I went straight to the bookshop and bought A.W. Pink's Attributes of God book. And you knew it. And I read it. I read them. I read them while I, oh, to be fair, I read it while I was on the mission trip, so but you know sometimes you got to cram yeah, yeah sometimes you got to cram that's great so he shocks you and then you shock him mm. by asking him to look through his eyes. yeah exactly there. so good what goes around comes around <laughs> <laughs> we're even Paul uh, favourite thing about your church uh, it's been my church since the start uh, and uh, this was another thing that I think really affected the way uh, like my Christian life sort of has gone is the, the, the time that I decided like oh, I actually can get a lot out of church instead of like going every week just to visit get mm. your little weekly info and then leaving of like there's people there I love there's people there that love me and like investing in them and them investing in me and I think I've been doing that for a number of years now and so it really does feel like a family and a home to me and so to me the best thing is that but they're also you know I, I love the music we do they're super solid in their theology and when they're preaching and stuff um and so on it's like kind of like obviously it's not luck god's in control but it, I'm, I'm just very blessed that i just happened to go yeah. to that youth group in that church because you know there's plenty of other uh churches out there that i could have gone to and yeah. had a completely different idea i suppose totally man it's crazy like as i get further into the christian life i just more and more see the wisdom of god in ordaining that we meet together for sure you yeah know? I, like because i think back in terms of friendship you know I've, I've kind of oscillated in terms of you know you, you you're in high school so you've got a bunch of these friends mm. and you see each other all the time and a lot of the friendship is just built on the fact that you've just got this downtime together mm. like i'm here you're here and we're both waiting for the bus so we yeah. may as well talk while we're here you know yeah, yeah and it's yeah. awesome and then you, you finish school and then the friendships kind of seem to die out and then yeah. you go through this like ah oh, is it actually because we were never friends at all and that's why <laughs> it just we've all been really slack at keeping up and then just thinking like nah it wasn't that it was that part of what 
keeps a good friendship going is just being in the same place for sure and just yeah, being in each other's paths yeah. so aside from aside from all of the stuff at church obviously about the liturgy you know about the singing together the prayer yeah. the reading of the word the preaching of the word the Lord's Supper all of that like love it but at the same time just like that it's other people oh. and you're just in each other's faces you're there and you know in between when you leave and when the service finishes you're just going to be chatting to each other for it's sure just, it's just so good for you, and, you know? and like I went to Papua New Guinea end of last year for four months and so we would tune into church every week and so we would have right. all of the things of like you know we'd, we'd hear the worship we'd hear the the sermon you know that all that sort of stuff from start to finish but the difference between that and actually being there is huge eh? and, yeah. it, and that, it's what it boils down to is being meeting with other people totally. singing alongside them you know fellow brothers and sisters who love God as yeah. much as you do who were as wretched as you were you know yeah. it's just something beautiful about it's awesome, that eh? Hey, this has been another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast. Drop us a comment, maybe give us a five-star rating on Spotify if you so desire. Redeemer is a Bible-teaching church in the center of Tauranga. Our website is www.redeemerchurch.org.nz. Hey, we've got a conference on on the 3rd and 4th of November. Josh just mentioned a conference. If you've never been along to a conference, uh, we've got some speakers coming in. Uh, Dr. Mike Beck, uh, David Fandy. We've got uh, Jared C. Wilson coming as well. It's going to be a really good time if you want to be encouraged by other believers if you want to hear about what's happening in the church in new zealand uh, and uh, i guess efforts that are being made to expand the gospel to see churches planted then come on it's going to be an encouraging time the tickets are available at eventbrite uh, go on there and uh, yeah we will see you next time grace and peace to you bye And is less than a cool fresh spring and to one lost ship. Shalom, Chrisos. Hey, just before we finish up the podcast, I just wanted to draw your attention to a book project that Anthony, one of the pastors at the church, and I have just finished working on. It's called Church and State Reflections on the Things of Caesar and the Things of God, discussing the issue of the relationship between the church and the state. What kind of things should the state tackle? What kind of things should the church tackle? Is there any overlap between the two? If you're in need of some more misinformation and extremism in your life, uh, I'd encourage you to go check it out. It's available for free over at the church facebook page have a happy rest of your tuesday